This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. See, I told you Colin wasn't listening when I gave that talk about just waiting a second before you talk, right? So Colin, a little hint, so it might say 38 minutes, 45 seconds, but that doesn't include any music. We're not going to play any more songs. <laughs> We're done with songs. We played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tracks. So you do the maths. Sorry if I sound condescending. Or should we wrap it up then? Well, if you think that's a good idea, unless you want to play a whole heap more music. Just listen to me on this up. Listen to me, he says. Listen to me. Can you do it again smoothly or? What? From how far back? Uh, from the bit where we said good afternoon, welcome to Expanding Horizon. Expanding Horizons. Good afternoon and welcome to Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. It's a lovely Saturday afternoon in Ototahi, and you are listening to Cole, that's me, and right beside me there's Stu. How yeah. are you doing, Stu? I'm um, good, Cole. Kia ora. Kia ora, everyone out there. Everyone's having a grand day. We're having a good day in the studio, and we've had a good chat already, haven't we? We already have we covered have. lots of topics. We have, as we did last week on our show as well, where it was just you and I. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was nice. It was nice. <laughs> just alone again, naturally, <laughs> yeah. as someone once sang. And we gazed to the stars, and we did a little bit of a tribute to Sinead O'Connor. We did. And then we did a whole lot of moony, spacey stuff, yeah, as that's I right. recall. And I think we've got more of it. <laughs> we've got more of it at the start <laughs> well, of the show, haven't That's we? unkind. Oh, I thought you were talking about our guest. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's trying to get me in trouble already. You see that coming? I won't hold it against you. No, no, yeah. no. And that is the dulcet tones of Booker Brooks. Booker hey Brooks. Yo. How are you doing? I am Booker Brooks. Yeah. Making his debut on De- radio. Debut on radio. And it's oh. great to have you. And you'll, you'll do some radio here and then you'll think, man, I could go away and do better somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all right. Yeah, it's so, great. Yeah, it is great. So if you missed last week's show, planesfm.org.nz, look for Expanding Horizons, play our show. You can also go to your favourite podcasting place. You like that alliteration? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> he <good>. didn't. <laughs> look didn't, at his I face. Didn't, I didn't like it one bit. <laughs> and, one bit. And uh, look for Expanding Horizons. You'll see a, a very sexy image of the both of us. I'll yeah. tell you what, Stu. You know all that um, photography you did the other day we were in your studio <laughs> yeah. and you gave me that poster. That is now up in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. You heard what? I heard you showed some people that. Yeah, I, it yeah. was great. And then I took it home and Julia went, wow, that's great. That's going on. Yeah, sorry. That's going straight on the wall. I was going to put it in a frame for you, but it was too cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Anyway, that's yeah, all good. Yeah. That was accidental photography too, kind of, wasn't it? If, yeah. you, if you recall. Is yeah, it, it was. A, is it a loving photo of both of you? Oh, it's multiple photos. But <laughs> the camera was set up here on the shelf and I was just had a remote and I was going... Which you can hear in the background. Which you can hear in the background. <laughs> yeah, of I wasn't actually making that noise. So, you know those those old um, 
old tracks from the 60s and they remastered them and suddenly you can hear that the drummer had a squeaky... Yeah, squeaky kick drum, some yeah, Zeppelin. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And um, so it's a bit like that, really. Yeah. And I thought I'd put us in black and white because we look better in black and white. And, and out of focus. Nostalgic. There's, there's extreme soft focus on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah anyway, that's good. So planesfm.org.nz, check us out. Give yeah. us a like on Facebook too. Now, it's probably about time, Cole. Any yeah, yeah, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. Yeah, okay. Need to kill the other one though. Right now on 96.9. Oh, you're gonna have to play it again, otherwise we're gonna get complaints. Alright, play so, it again. So get rid of the first one. I could not kill. Yeah, yeah. Hit that X. Right. Ready? So our super fan, Hannah. Here we go, Hannah. Just for you. Go. Just for you. It's Hannah's latest music obsession. And it's coming up right now on Expanding Horizons 96.9. Right. And we're going to play... Uh, I think we've, we've found a better Hannah, though, haven't we? Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it. <laughs> Hannah, I did not say that. We've found That's a better Stu. Hannah. Stu's staying there. We've had another Hannah who's messaged me, who I think, I think is a superior Hannah. Oh my and gosh. she's put a song in, and it's a Bowie track, and it's... Um, links to last week's song. It does link to last week's song. So Starman. Starman. So let's play that. Yeah, all right. You can field all the bad emails and yeah. texts when they come through. So this is Starman from David Bowie. Bowie. And, and you're this ex- is for the Hannahs yeah, and for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> is it coming, Cole? Yeah, it is. Didn't know what time it was, the lights were low, low, low. I leaned back on my radio, oh, oh. Some cat was laying down some rock and roll, not a soul is Then the loud sound, it seemed to fight. Came back like a slow voice on a wave of fight. That was no DJ, that was Hazy Cosmic Ties. There's a starman waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. There's a starman waiting in the sky. Oh, no. 
live music, interviews and banter on Expanding Horizons. That's right, you are back on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9 and Booker Brooks has been waiting patiently <laughs> while we just played two tracks from the Hannahs. Yep. And uh, the first <laughs> yep. one was David Bowie's Starman, which linked nicely into last week's show about mm. stars. And then that was Ruby by the Kaiser Chiefs, yeah. and that was for the Hannah Hannah. That was, that's for the real Hannah, for not the, the fake Hannah. Yeah, no, it's for the real Hannah. <laughs> Stu says all, all real Hannahs. <laughs> Stu, yeah. <laughs> Don't start signing with them, you. Stu's yeah, dug got, a very I, big hole. I got an abusive text, so. Yeah, that's I'm right. digging my way out of it. Anyway, I'm just going to say, get on the platform. He deserved it. We were just talking, Frank. And in the studio today, we have Booker Brooks, and it's wonderful to have you in here. Thank you for being so patient while we <laughs> indulged the Hannahs. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. I, I love it. Good, good convos already. Yeah. You guys have all missed out. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Now, we're going to get straight into it. I'm going to ask you this really curly question. Oh, boy. Are you a, Rose, are you a Roseanne TV show fan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. Or are you a George Clooney secret addict? I'm oh, just wanting to know. Who isn't a George Clooney secret <laughs> addict? And, I don't know. I've um, seen him in those coffee ads and he ain't yeah, doing anything. He's not great in Batman. I, <laughs> I bought an espresso. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've never watched Roseanne. Is it Roseanne? Roseanne, Ro- yeah. Never watched it. Okay. Um, but I, it has been illuminated the fact that <laughs> Booker Brooks exists in the show, yeah. and I thought I was an original. Yeah. <laughs> nah. No. Well, you are. You are. You are. In the states, no one's heard of you. Here, no one's heard of him. So it's okay. So anyway, how did you come about with Booker Brooks? Um, well, I mean, the artist project itself came out of um, a band that had broken up. And I was like, oh, I better, you know, start making music myself. Um, the name, I have no clue. It came to me in a dream, let's say. Dreaming <laughs> about George Clooney. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Who doesn't dream about George hey, Clooney? Hey, there we hey, are. Hey. So, <laughs> so, yes, um, yeah, just needed, needed uh, to express myself in a solo manner. So, okay. I, so you've kind of been playing around in some bands and you wanted to kind of um, play your own stuff, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I was in a band and we moved to Australia. We were um, out there, you know, making an EP and writing music every day as a band, living together, doing that whole thing, which was a really cool experience and um, very interesting because moving country, both, like, that's an extreme move, and then going with a whole bunch of friends who are very tied together as a band unit and then writing some, writing music together, you, you get to know them real good. And then so like after about uh, seven years as a band, we were like, well, I think it's time to, you know, call it quits. Um, but we had learned a whole heap about writing music during that process. So um, naturally, I couldn't stop writing music. I actually went on a cruise ship um, to play bass after that. Um, and during the cruise ship, COVID happened, so which is just unfortunate for me. I was like, "Sweet, I'm going to go out in the world, in the real world, yeah. and you know, see the see see what it's like out there on um, a cruise ship, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the real it world seems to be oxy- oxymoronic to me, uh, but anyway, indeed, yeah, I put real world in quotations. <laughs> <laughs> Every meal's a buffet. Yeah, that's Dude, right. there was five five buffets a day. You know, I got I got fat. <laughs> Um, but yeah, out there, like I had a lot of time to write music. 
as well. And seeing as COVID happened, everyone on the ship, like all the guests, left. So we had all the all the staff there and all our friends, and we had heaps of time. Mm. So essentially, I just like wrote music and hung out with my friends, and then it got to like 130 days on the ship or something without going on land. And we were like, "This is um, we know. Are we going to?" get on land again <laughs> and then the music kind of turned a bit more panicky <laughs> um, yeah it's funny that uh, because that leads to like the album really well those experiences the album's called One Way Ticket and yeah. the three songs I've released are about death and rebirth kind of about like death and rebirth of your past self mm-hmm. and, and your future self so a rebirth of a new self everyone goes through that um but maybe in different sets of cycles, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think uh, all the songs kind of relate to that whole experience of of the cruise ship. The cruise ship. Yeah. Doesn't sound like the love boat to me, Stu. It wasn't wasn't quite. (laughs) Okay. So how did you... um, So just back, if we just, um, you know, go back before the uh, trip to Australia excursion, um, how did you get into music? What was your kind of background in music? Yeah. You know, listening to music when you were younger, who were your likes, your dislikes? That's an interesting question because I hated music. <laughs> I hated it. Like when I was like before seven, I was like, turn the music off because my sister would um, play like emo music because that's what mm-hmm. was big in the in the day. And I was just like, turn it off. I don't want to listen to music. No radio on the car. Hated it. Um, but I feel like this was a resistance to something that I was actually dramatically pulled towards. Uh, I don't know why we sometimes resist things that uh, are actually meant for us, um, but that's, I feel, what actually happened. So my mum was a music teacher, and oh. and maybe also that has something to do with it. But, uh, yeah, so there was a lot of music growing up, so maybe I could naturally do it and naturally had an affinity towards it. But... Yeah, essentially after about 10, maybe, yeah, at about 10, I was like, my friends started playing music. And, and I thought, okay, well, now my friends are doing it. That's kind of cool, you know. So was there, a, was there a song or an artist that kind of switched you on? That, uh, you, you know, you heard it and went, yeah, that's for me. Yeah, Slipknot. Oh, really? I loved Slipknot, yeah. Uh, or it, actually, probably before that, like, I've said emo music before, My Chemical Romance, I did love My Chemical Romance. Um just pure angst I think like of coming into going into teenagehood like about to be in teenagehood um, I feel like that's that usually kind of gets people metal and heavy music I loved heavy music for a really long time like all throughout high school metal rock like heavy rock um, death metal Meshuggah yeah, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Meshuggah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's like uh, where the vocals are not singing mm. and it's all rhythmic Mm-hmm. So it's. Uh, Have you seen them, Cole? No. Oh. <laughs> no, sorry, Stu. Oh, let you down on I'm that surprised. one. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't either. So, so am I even a fan? <laughs> Cole's seen, seen everyone. No. Uh, well, just there's, wait. There's just still wait. time. There is still time. <laughs> still time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But after that, um, I got really deeply into the Beatles. I mean, I was just like, oh, the f- wait, vocal harmonies exist? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that before. That like, what a vocal harmony is and its foundation is a chord, like a guitar chord, a G chord, 
all it is is three people singing individual notes of a chord. And that's interesting because when it moves in a melody, melodic fashion, it becomes like, oh, they're singing a melody as a chord, like a chord melody. So it, that, that idea was amazing to me. And like the song Because by the Beatles, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that song? Mm-hmm. Like those harmonies are insane. And I, I, I just fell in love with them. So I listened to the whole discography um, back to front. And I feel like that's a good thing to do because that's where music changed, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. back then, it was, yeah, yeah. they changed everything. Um, yeah, and then that that's where like the progression to pop music came. Yeah, right. Okay, and then you started liking it, and then you got in. So the band that you were um, with when you went to Australia. Yeah. So covers band, originals band. Originals band. Yeah, right. We uh, were called Skelter, and uh, yeah, we'd play rock music. It was pretty like Guns and Roses, like the Beatles. Yeah, just like straight rock, riff rock. You know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Rocking out, <laughs> stuff like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And so, where in Australia did you did you end up? Uh, we went to Melbourne, of course. Because um, yeah, artistic capital of Australia, some might say. Um, yeah, and, but we we ended up in like the suburbs of Melbourne, like not in the thick of it, which was probably a mistake. And we we made friends with ourselves. You know, it, it's easy when you move as a unit to not go outside of the unit as yeah, much. Yeah. Um, that being said, I did make some amazing friends over there that were super influential in expanding my musical horizons. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How good was that? But you're on the right show. Yeah. 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 Hey, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to be playing a track. Yeah. So let's, let's do some, do some tracks. I've got um, Child's Mind here. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's not you're not describing me there. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. I'm describing all of us. Oh, all of us. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. So, folks, we are talking to Booker Brooks, who's never watched Roseanne, but anyway, there you go. <laughs> and this is his track, "Child's Mind," and you are on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM ninety six point nine. Who's ready to rock? Me. No one's here and I can't leave No routine and I 
I just wanted that little outro bit because it was really nice. That's yeah, you know, nice. Like the, that last note as yeah. it kind of drifted off and then the child. That was great. So we were Thank just you. listening to Child's Mind by Booker Brooks and Booker is in the studio yeah, you... today chatting away. It's great. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So probably tell us a little bit about that song. 
in terms of what it's about if people haven't picked it up and I guess the creation and recording. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that song is essentially a representation of us losing our child's mind in adulthood. Uh, As we age, the child's mind is kind of squashed out of us uh, by force in a way. In a way, the schooling system does it. Uh, they sure do. Yeah, yeah. It, it's <laughs> they sure. Not, it's a steamroller. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Imagination, creativity, yeah. and hope. <laughs> exactly. I think the cre- the child's mind is, as you said, imagination and creativity. And creativity is kind of three things. I think it's imagination, expression, and then discipline. And those three things. I think discipline is overemphasized in. Um, in our schooling system. And the other two things are kind of, uh, you know, because they're abstract and they're maybe not as encouraged as, as much um, in terms of an artistic expression. So, yeah, we stop we stop playing. And play can exist in any kind of form. It can exist. It's, 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 an, it's a sense of exploration. Uh, and, yeah, as we age, we kind of lose it. So that song is also not only about that, it's in two parts. Like the first part is this energetic bit and then it kind of goes into a lullaby. Mm. So the lullaby is kind of saying goodbye to the old me or the child that I was. And um, But in a way, it's like maybe I'll see you again, which is mm. a cool thought because you can get it back. You can get your sense of play back, especially um, by pursuing things that are maybe scary or outside of your comfort zone, which I think is um, an important thing for adults to do because it's easy to get, it's easy to stay inside our comfort zone. Mm, 100%. I find the song and this thinking really, really fascinating because I was saying off air that when I was about 12 or 13, we'd set up this massive battle. Uh, We were playing soldiers and we were about, taking us ages to set it up and I was really looking forward to it and then I was about three minutes into it and I thought, what am I doing? Mm. I don't want to do this. And I just walked away. Mm. And that was the end of play at that time for me mm. until I came back to it when I had my own kids. Yeah, so I find that. That's, well, when you said that, blows Stuart, me away. I was just thinking for me, I think, because um, around that age was the time I moved from England to Australia. Mm. And I had, to, you know, like when I was in England, I had all those toys from my youth, mm. you know, like the soldiers and the evil Knievels and the action man and all that kind of thing. Mm. And then when I moved to Australia, I couldn't take them. Mm. And it was like it was just severed. Yeah. I didn't have to have that transitional moment that you had mm. because it was kind of got on that plane, left that behind, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. became a different person. Wow. And, and it's the, the power of music as well, right? Because I haven't thought about that in years. Mm. And then I hear this track. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Music does that. Does, it does. It takes you back. It's like oh, yeah, the yeah, smell yeah. of cooking. And yeah. <laughs> So yeah. did it take you long to write? Uh, honestly... Kind of, yeah. It, it, all of the songs on this album, which the album's called One Way Ticket, um, came in... <laughs> good plugging, right? Yeah, that's the second yeah. time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's doing a good job on that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a little t- checklist. He's keeping count. When he gets up to seven, we'll be right. <laughs> all of the songs came in phases, right. for sure. Like, like, I would initially write... Uh, actually, I wrote 50 songs for it, and then I selected these. Uh, and wow. they all started yeah. as... And it, that was in 50 days. So I made it a thing every day, just write a song. I want to write an album. And they started very different and actually ended in that acoustic phase very different. But as each phase progresses, that it turns, it evolves and 
becomes fluid and turns into something else. So um, this was never like two parts like this. It was actually two songs. And then uh, through the recording phase, it just it actually turned into a whole different song. And then I um, added other layers and then it became what it is and then I changed the vocals and so it was never actually the, what it was at the start <laughs> at the end so it's gone through about four or five iterations right. this one. it's a bit like um, buying a classic car and slowly <laughs> replacing all the parts <laughs> and in ten years yes. time you go is that original yep and not one bit on the car was on the original car <laughs> and I love that idea like yeah totally yeah it makes a unique thing <clears throat> I think in the, cre- in the creative world because it's your taste being refined essentially you're refining your taste as you do it um, and making that present in your music which is cool and so with the um, with the songs that didn't make the album what Mm. did you do with them Uh, they're still in in my oh the other like 40 yeah Uh, yeah I mean they they still exist in voice memo form and I've written about 150 since then. Wow. Because um, I, do, I do that challenge. All those people out there like, no, you can't write one. <laughs> Good job. Uh, You're not making me feel yeah. like an underachiever. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you. You need to channel your inner child. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, well, no, when, once you get used to doing something for a while, you, um, you can start doing it faster, I suppose. Yeah. And, and with your um, with your songwriting, are you a write the lyrics, build the song around it? Are you write the melody, mm. put some lyrics to it? Or uh, I currently I'm trying to do it all at the same time. So like, uh, and even improvise some of it, and then write my improvisation down. Uh, that and that often leads to a faster result as well. But um, it it depends. It's different every time, really. Like, because if you make it formulaic, then it's um, maybe no longer as inspired or uh, or yeah it's just not maybe maybe it, it becomes formulaic you know and I was going to say you know 150 uh, songs in 50 days mm. I mean that's not the album name of an album title <laughs> name of album I don't know what is right <laughs> I think it's exactly yeah. the name I don't have to put 50 songs in it. <laughs> yeah yeah but um, I was just thinking to myself, you know like you get up in the morning and write, I'm going to write a song today yeah. Are those days where you're scratching around for a theme or an idea, or in some days you get two or three in one go, and you go, "Oh, I've got to park that one for tomorrow." Well, it some it, starting with a title is a good idea because the title can tell you a lot about what it might mean and what's in your mind at the time, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like expanding horizons, like what does that mean? What does what does expanding mean? So you you expand on expanding. You write 10 words to do with expanding, and then you write 10 words to do with horizon. I'm just going to say, this is all going into a... Um, yes, a sw- it sure is. It's <laughs> going into a sweeper at some point. <laughs> Keep talking, you're doing a good job, it's doing go- our job for us. It's probably going on our new trailer that I'm yeah, trying that- to record. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Keep going, keep yeah. going. Yeah. yeah, so once you um, create a list of words to do with both of those, then th- that list of words then extends into another kind of list of words, and... What you try and do is create links between those two ideas, expanding and horizons. Um, and then what could that mean? Like, what does it mean to expand your horizons? Um, and that could, be any, that could mean anything. Mm. Like, personally, if you're writing a song with someone else, you might have to decide what that means between you. But if, if you're not, you could be like, my personal expanding my horizons is traveling mm. at this time. And mm. so your song might become about traveling. Sure. Yeah. So since your time on the um, cruise ship, have talking about travelling, 
have you kind of given that travelling away? You're like, I'm tired of travelling now. I've seen a lot of tourists. <laughs> well, no, actually. Ah. I've My intuition has told me that I have to actually abandon my things at home and travel more. I need to travel more to get out of my comfort zone. Where, where um, what's calling you? Where's calling you? Uh, well, first of all, I'm going on a cruise ship, another cruise ship for two. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Shake my head at this, dude. Shaking my head at this. The boy's not learned. I don't no. want to go back into lockdown. <laughs> and if you this were the cause of all that. This one's not six months. This one's two weeks. It was uh, his fault last time. Yeah, 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 right. yeah I caused it. Doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so where are you going this time? Uh, Fiji. Nice. With a band called Black and Gold. Shout yeah. out, Black and Gold. Yeah. Are <laughs> um, oh, you playing with them on the cruise ship? Yeah. yeah. Ah. Play, playing um, bass for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. cool. So and what sort of stuff time. do Black and Gold play? Uh, oh, from the 50s to now, you know, like all, oh, the, yeah. all the hits. You know, you go to Fat Eddie's. You've probably, have, have you been there? You've probably seen for Black and Gold. You right, know? okay. Yeah. Um, and they got a job on the cruise ship, eh? Yeah. And so that's going to pay for my Europe tour, which, <laughs> which is... um. Uh, about through three weeks later, I'm going to go to Europe and visit. Nice. I was just going to say the other day, right? I was watching um, oh that Marilyn Monroe. Mo- no, <laughs> it was a good guess. Um, the Marilyn Monroe movie. Um, Something like it hot. Yeah. Yep. And and they were you know they're on the train going yep. to do the whole. I guess their train is your um, cruise ship, right? Uh, true. Yeah, were they the, playing Jack, on the train? Jack Lemmon and um, is it Tony Curtis? Tony Curtis. Yeah, they um, get into the band. Cool. They dress up as ladies and I need to watch so that too. they can get down to Florida and yeah, it's a great movie. It's harmless. Yeah, it's pretty it's harmless. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. but um, anyway, yeah. so Fiji and yeah. then Europe, right? And then Europe. So yeah, what nice. are you, in Europe? You're just a tourist, or you you got stuff sorted? Yeah, I'm gonna solo backpack around Europe. Um, Where in Europe are you going? Well, I'm gonna start in London for four days. Go to Amsterdam, hit Brussels, hit Prague, then Vienna for the classical music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then down to Florence, then down to Rome, and back to London. It's just as well you're going in cheapest. five yeah. weeks' time and not five weeks before because <laughs> it was burning. Oh, no. Mm, wasn't it? Mm. Greece. Oh. You're not, if you're going to the island of Rhodes, forget it. Okay. Well, it's I wasn't charred Rhodes. remains. Oh, now. no. Did you not see that? I don't, I, I don't really tune into the news. <laughs> okay. wow, Maybe way, I should. Way to bring everybody down. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's just, you know, Cole's travel tips for yeah, the day. Yeah. Cancels my trip. We just need all the details about this amazing trip. Yeah. Like, you're like, don't bother. Yeah. And so while... Well, and <laughs> play some music. That'll make it more interesting. I'll play some music. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're going to have a nostalgia now. Oh. Because you can... You cool. can um, Cool. You can be nostalgic about it anyway yeah, when yeah. you come back. Yeah. But so we are on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM. We are talking with Booker Brooks in the studio and this is his track, Nostalgia.
super eclectic we are we are ultra eclectic we are uber. eclectic squared we are uber eclectic that's us and that was brooker brooks with his track nostalgia and brooker brooks brooker brooks what did i say brooker brooks oh, brooker brooks i've put an extra yeah. r in there hey. it's alias george clooney yeah. in the studio and i find that fascinating too because according to the description of that that's a song about reflection on the past through a blurry lens right yeah and i've been asking people uh, it's a long story, but I uh, wish I won't go into. But I've been asking Thank people. Goodness. That, I know, <laughs> been asking people this week about their earliest childhood memory, right? Mm-hmm. Which is one thing. But the other thing that I find fascinating about that is that our memories. Well, there's no perfect memory, right? Mm. And so any memory we have, it becomes embellished. It gets changed over time. Um, yeah, which I find quite fascinating. There's no such thing as a perfect memory. Do you want to know my record. earliest childhood? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Right. So as long as it's short. Yeah, it is. I was I was probably about three. I had a tricycle. Yeah. It was red. And Jennifer, who was my best friend from over the road, she was standing on the back. And shout out to Jennifer. Shout out to Jennifer, wherever you are <laughs> in the uni- wherever you are in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we were riding up the footpath while my mum and her mum walked mm. behind, and we'd just been to the shops. Nice. That's my earliest memory. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember my earliest memory. Actually, maybe I would. Maybe I'll dream my earliest memory mm. tonight. You know? mm. And write a track about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Last yeah, yeah. night I dreamt 
Is that, is that a song already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't that's a title. It's a song and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this album, this yeah. album. Yeah. Which is called? It's called One Way Ticket. One Way Ticket. <laughs> one Way Ticket. <laughs> he's going to Europe, but he's coming back, folks. It's just an illusion, that One Way Ticket, right? <laughs> yeah, indeed. And so this is the 50 songs pared down to 10, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, mm. 11, uh, but yeah. Oh, it's a secret track on yeah, there's it. There's a hey. secret track that might, who knows? Because I haven't released the album yet, folks. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming in uh, next mm, two months. In two, two months. months yeah. And where where will it be available? Uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all of the streaming platforms. Is there some uh, hard copy? Have you got vinyl? Have you got tapes? I don't yet. I would be keen on some vinyl. Have you got merch? Have you got merch? I don't yet. <laughs> you need to, while you're away, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing bass in the Fiji, you need to get... <laughs> well, I'll get some money so I can make all that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah. So how long, how long did the album take you to put together in the end? Uh, well, it started in about April 2021 and finished in, Ma- in January this year. Right. So, yes. Uh, and that was a long time of, like, just repeating creating tracks and uh you know redoing stuff and being pulling my hair out literally just being like ah is this ever gonna get done but i think with these kinds of things time away from it is a healthy thing a lot of artists get producers to come and help them Mm. and then get a mixing engineer to mix their album you know they'll just play the parts on the album but me stupidly was like I'm going to do this cheap, so I'm going to be the producer and I'm going to be the mix engineer, so I spent a lot of time with it. <laughs> and therefore, you need breaks, big breaks, to get re-inspired and have child's, child's mind mm-hmm. here to the, the art itself. Do you ever find um, you're like, oh, at some point you need to talk to yourself about just leaving things alone now? Yeah. Because <laughs> you just want to, oh, I should do that, oh, I should do that, I should do that. Big time. Yeah. Big time, all the time. And in, in fact... It probably could have been done way earlier had I just released it and or had I um, let go and been like, okay, well, this 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 could be it, you know. Um, but then there was a point where it's like, okay, this is finished. So who knows if that's progressive or not. Um, but also who knows if I had done that, maybe now I'd be releasing the new newer album and having gotten better at actually the process of making albums. So, right. Yeah, mm. <laughs> you know. It's all what ifs. So, so um, when you're in the band in Australia, mm. I mean, you released an album with that band. Yeah, we released an EP. An EP. Yeah. Oh, okay. Called "Get Out of My Face." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the angst. <laughs> yeah, and um, apart from your your family and friends, did, how many did you sell? Uh, oh, that one. Like, I mean, we had like a couple hundred thousand streams. Um, oh, so well, that, that's that, good. That that's one good. was pretty cool. Um, it, it went off, yeah. Um, but it was mostly from one song, and then the other songs got a lot less. But mm. that's okay. You yeah. Know? Mm. Um, yeah. And so did you find the process working with the band, um, you know, on that EP mm. is much different than what you're doing now? Have you, or what you're doing now is because you learned what you did then? Mm, it's, it's very, very different. Right. Yeah, because in a band, you're constantly communicating and and talking with people about what they think is good and what you think is good and you're finding middle ground and sometimes you don't even need to talk about it and you just know oh this is good you know we're playing our parts I was a bass player so I would write my bass lines Mm -hmm. but maybe I wouldn't have as much say in the vocal melody which is just different because it's not as it's a different form of expression whereas now I'm like okay I can choose anything 
but maybe I don't want to choose anything <laughs> so I can choose to get someone else in. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Hey, someone that's else. cool. It's, sorry, Stu. No, I just said that's cool. Oh. That's all I said. Someone else with some <laughs> other experience maybe yeah. and on a different instrument or playing your instrument in a different style. Or yes, the didgeridoo. Come in. Oh, did you have some did? <laughs> did you have your did on it? No, I do play didgeridoo though. Oh. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I do. I can circular breathe. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know, that whole um, from big things, little things grow. Mm. Uh, from little things, big things grow. You know, by Paul Kelly. Mm. Um, that dig at the end. Mm. Do you know the song at all? No. There's didgeridoo. <laughs> there's a didgeridoo right at the end of it, right? Yeah. And I can't remember the name of the the guy who played it anyway he didn't bring his dig with him so he ran down the end of the street i read this story and down the end of the street there was a building site mm. found a bit of pvc piping and played the pvc so it's Straight not actually up. a dig it yeah. works it, it works it's a bit of pipe. i first learned on a bit of pipe did you yeah so yeah. it totally works and that's great it's a yeah. great sound right yeah the didgeridoo droning and yeah it yeah. is right yeah and um, oh, it suits really well in that mm. song. Mm. Listen to that song, folks, if you've never heard From Little Things, Big Things Grow by Paul Kelly. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Kev Carmody, I think, does some stuff on that as well. I love that name. Good. Was that Kev Carmody? The, Sorry? The, Are we going to play? Yeah, we need to, I think we should. Okay. Right. We're going to play Sober. Because yes, we're running so out. We're running fast out of time. All right, running fast. Here we go. Sober <laughs> by Booker Brooks and you're on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM.
quality assured and content approved by Lexia. That's right, you are back on Expanding Horizons and we're going to do the speed version because that was Sober by Booker Brooks. <laughs> Tell us all about it, man. Well, that song's about releasing unhealthy uh, attachments. Mm. So not just sober of your you know, alcohol addiction or your weed addiction, but uh, your addiction to relationships, your addiction to food. Every kind of addiction you can possibly have is encapsulated in that song. Um, it, there's a sense of weakness um, in that song, I feel. That's what I was trying to encapsulate. Like, you don't need this thing, but you kind of do. <laughs> and so you're, the feeling that you do need it, but you don't. Um, is encapsulated in that song. Mm. So, yeah, for me, it was all of the above. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cool, cool. Right. So I, th- I think that's three out of three in terms of thought-provoking songs. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Some great stuff. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. That I can relate to as well. Yeah. Mm. It's been a deep... Deep and meaningful show. It has. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to thanks. It's changed me. If you're listening out there, Hannah, and I know you are, it's changed me. It's changed you, yeah. He's turned into a real person now, Hannah. <laughs> hope Hannah's a, Hannah's a fan. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, Of the new Stu. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she wasn't a fan of the old Stu. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we have had Booker Brooks on the show. Thank you, That's Booker. Cool. You need to come back in yeah, after. Yeah, because I'm very keen. We could do another two hours easy. We could do another yeah, two yeah, hours, yeah. yeah. And just hang around because I'm just going to... Where to find Sign of the Firebird, Canterbury's number one rock covers band. And Sign of the Firebird are at the Turf Bar in Parklands tonight. And who's on drums? Zoe. Zoe. Zoe's on the drums. Zoe Tate. She's <clears> behind, <throat> behind the kit. Good. It's probably the safest spot on the yep. stage. She'll really have her beanie on, no doubt. Yeah. And she'll be banging it out. So get down there, Turf Bar, Parklands. Sounds Sign good. Of the Firebird. And we're going to say thanks, Booker, for coming in. Hey, and great chat, man. Take care fun. on your trip to Fiji. Yep. And people can find your music anywhere online. That, can't they? Yep, that's right. Yep. yep, all the streaming platforms. <laughs> yeah, yep. if you if you look up if you Google Booker Brooks, yep. he's yep. not the good looking doctor guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. He's yeah. the good looking. He's the good looking guy with the guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You said the right thing. <laughs> yeah, Booker Brooks musician. That's where you gotta <laughs> yeah. look up. Not not physician. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. It's time to oh, that get was up. Terrible. Stu, it's time to get up and get down and get outside. And we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. See you.